0: Welcome back to Me and Mariah. On this week's episode, we're going to be talking about Mariah again. I know, shocking. On the podcast where I, Taylor, someone who may as well have been born with hooves, that's how long I've been in the lamely, (laughs) takes my friend of 15 years and co-host Blake here.
1: Hi, yeah. (laughs)
0: On a journey of self-discovery by enhancing her life through the education of Mimi by way of mind neurosis.
1: Yeah, it's been a long ride. But here we are, and now you're a part of it too. <laughs> what can you
0: do? You know, it was just the 20th anniversary of Wise Girls last week, and we already did a full review of that movie on an early episode of the podcast. I think it was like the first movie we did of Mariah's.
1: I think it was too.
0: Uh, Mira Sorvino actually posted a photo of her, Mariah, and Melora, the other, the third Wise Girl, like in honor of the 20th anniversary. And I've DM'd her several times over however many years it's been since I've been following her. And she always likes them. Oh, by the way, the DMs are just about how Wise Girls is the greatest movie of all time. Godfather Who. (laughs) Wise Girls is the ultimate mafia movie for anyone.
1: I bet she loves to hear that all these years later. She
0: likes the messages. She never replies. And Mm -hmm. I wish she would because, you know me, I have questions.
1: Yeah.
0: So it was nice to see that that she said something about it anyways. You know, just mentioning it. Yeah. She's acknowledging it. By the way, I was driving... Alone the other day and I was blasting There's Gotta Be More to Life by Stacey Rico.
1: Oh yeah, good song.
0: <laughs> As I do. And I started imagining what I looked like from the outside and I started laughing at myself <laughs> not because of how ridiculous I probably look but because I reminded myself of Mariah driving in Wise Girls when she's delivering the money to Mira Sorvino's house listening to that awful music.
1: Oh yeah. Um,
0: another thing I wanted to tell you is I ran into our 10th grade biology teacher.
1: Oh! <gasps> Really?
0: Yeah, the same day as I was driving. I think he was at my destination driving. to s- There's got to be more to live
1: I saw him. Can we say his name? No. Did you say hi?
0: Yeah, we had a full-on conversation. And, of <gasps> course, I brought up the podcast because he said, what's new? What's going on? I said, well, Blake and I have a podcast. And he said, what's it called? And oh I said, gosh. me and Mariah. And he <gasps> said, oh. And I said, uh-huh. And he said, what's it about? And I said, <laughs> me and Mariah. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, that's it. And I said,
1: oh, yeah. Yeah. There's plenty to talk about.
0: And then he's like, OK, well, I'm going to check it out.
1: <gasps> so if you're listening, you know who? Thank you. Hello. Hi. Oh, my gosh. How funny. I know. And
0: I figured what a better opportunity to tell somebody that this week we actually have our first guest who happens to be international pop star, singer, songwriter, artist, John Duff
1: good idea genius
0: and this is the least prepared i've ever been for an episode i'm going into this like mariah went into the jamaican jazz festival so
1: just know that only unprepared because it's our first guest so we don't really know what to expect yeah it's gonna be good yeah that's what i mean it's like uh waiting for your test results yeah the anticipation Mm
0: -hmm. is it chlamydia or is it just a razor burn (laughs)
2: oh god
0: Hi, John. How are you? Looks like you've been getting that big muscle discount.
2: Oh, thank you. I, uh, I've been trying. I've, that's, that's what I've been up to. It's pretty boring over here this winter. How are you? Well, we're alive and well.
1: Doing well. Excited for our first guest.
2: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be the first. Yes. Oh, yeah.
0: Thanks for agreeing to come on. We connected on Instagram like all those years ago over our love for Mimi. So it only feels appropriate that you would be here on our
2: 30th episode.
1: 30. 30 episodes. Wow. Yeah.
2: Congratulations. MC-30 is underway. Oh,
1: Brian. <laughs> well, why don't we start with the toughest
0: question? What's your favorite Mariah song if you had to choose just one?
2: Well, this is, you understand, this, this moves, yes. right? Sometimes it's one, sometimes it's another. I, I've been really fascinated and in love with Loverboy lately. Always. But
0: okay, <laughs> the original or the Firecracker?
2: I like both. I also like the MJ Cole remix. And I think that she is being an idiot for not releasing the full single EP as she does has done for every other single on MC 30, but she clearly still has some issues around glitter. So
0: yeah, it. A- <laughs> PTSD.
2: Wow, you know your stuff. The Loverboy had really good remixes on that EP.
0: I know, I love her re-singing them. That's the key there.
2: We need her to drop that. And I think there was something so wonderful about Loverboy. I think it was the perfect visual representation of what she always wanted to be as a pop star. I agree. Those shorts, the little pink shorts with the little kick. The pair of Fawcett blonde. We love it.
1: Lots of Mariah looks to fawn over. But what's what's your favorite song right now?
0: Right This Minute? Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Well hold a gun to my head and I'll say forever, anytime. But I'm gonna go with just for today, it's like that.
1: Oh. <laughs> you have daily faves. <laughs> okay, what's mine? Because Yeah, what's well, yours? I have you store away the things I like and don't like because I cannot remember Mariah facts like you can. And you've made me listen to a lot in recent history. So You
2: didn't start as a lamb, right? Um,
1: no. no, he's been trying to convince me to love Mariah as much as he does for a good 15 15 years years. yeah so it's been a slow and steady process but yeah there's two there's two songs that I I liked from like a few episodes ago
0: what was it well we've only gone over Caution, Charm Bracelet, Glitter and Daydream so far only yeah only (laughs) and you liked Boy yes and then you liked, we did an episode of all her songs that didn't chart, and you liked Sweetheart from that one.
1: Yes, those are the ones. Boy's number one, Sweetheart number two, right now.
2: Sweetheart is really good. They
1: make one to dance.
2: And boy, there's the Just Blaze Cameron remix. I don't know if oh. you... Die- To me, it's better than the version that was released as the single. Add that to my homework. Please listen to it. It's so hype.
0: So how did you first get introduced to Mariah? Was it like a song, a visual? What was that moment for you that was like, okay, yes, she is it.
2: So I have two sisters who are 13 years and 15 years older than me, respectively. Um, So when I was around five, my sister would have been around 18 and she would she had a corvette which was very cool and i had to sit in the back glass because you couldn't sit in the front seat i think that my brother was there and she had cds because she had a cd player in 95 it was very cool and she had the fantasy single the oh, fantasy. Okay. and i was like this person this photo so i was like i want this in the player now and then Every version
0: Mm
2: -hmm. became my favorite. The pop version, the hip-hop version, the Puffy had a his version, which was the pop chorus over the ODB rap version. Right. (laughs) And then there was the nine-minute deaf club remix. That's the one. (laughs) That is the one. So that was how I became a lamb. It was just from that moment on, I liked her. My parents were like, whatever, give them the CDs.
1: (laughs) It was instant. Wow. Yeah. That's (laughs) the one that did it for me
0: too. That's so crazy.
2: Fantasy? Yeah.
0: I was three and my mom had it in her car and she said that was like her divorce album, (laughs) which I don't know. I don't know how that relates, but that's what she relates it to.
2: Well, okay. Fantasy and dream lover and Mariah had this recurring theme in the beginning of her career, vision of love over and over about this fantasy lover that didn't exist. Right. This unrequited person by the time we get to butterfly everything becomes about derek jeter for the next 10 years but for the first 10 years it was about no one and it was so wonderful because we could all connect to that Hmm.
0: that is so true prince charming
1: that's a good perspective (laughs) yeah i hadn't thought of that because i always like to piece together the behind the scenes things like what's going on Hmm. in her life while she's writing that's what fascinates me but i didn't realize there was no subject really well
0: because she's not writing about tommy
1: Right. I knew- was about yeah. it
0: was about anyone but Tom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get me out of this. Great point. So, well, and I know you've met her several times. And so when you meet her, is it always kept like light and fun and you're just like, "Hey," or do you tell her like what she means? Because like for me, I would embarrass myself if I tried, so I wouldn't even go there. I would just say like, she eh. would love
1: that."
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would cry, I would sweat, it would be bad. It would just I think you'd faint. Yeah.
2: You'd be out. My friend was working PR for the Vegas shows uh, back when Mariah started One to Infinity. Mm -hmm. And he was like, if you go meet Britney Spears, you act like you don't care and she'll spend more time with you. If you meet Mariah Carey, you act like you really care and she'll spend more time with you. That is so wild knowing that ahead of time i'm like all right i'm just gonna go in and lay it on her and so i remember she's tall you know she's five nine
0: right and then those eight inch heels
2: and then you put her in the big shoes and the hair and and the lighting you know you're in her face so the lighting is different than what we normally see of her right i'm like whoa it's you you know whoa uh so i remember telling her like, you know, she was always a part of my life and how I wanted to sing the My All Divas live version for the fourth grade talent show, but my parents said, absolutely not. Oh. Um, <laughs> so just thanking her for the music being there and all the times I've seen her. I saw the Charm Bracelet tour. I saw the Adventures Mimi tour. I saw the Alludes to Shantou show in Australia. That is oh, wow. And as I'm listing, she's just going, you did, <laughs> you did.
0: She is getting off.
2: She she was like receiving, and there really wasn't much for her to say to me. Right. Yeah. She doesn't know me. Yeah. So it really was just for me to talk to her. Mm -hmm. And as I was walking away from her, she's like, Hold on, hold on. Come back here. I had forgotten I had these shoes painted with her cartoon character on them.
0: Oh.
2: Do you know that she had a cartoon character? Oh, the little
1: kid one.
0: No, not that, not from the book. She has like a, from her heartbreaker. Okay,
1: then no. Tell me. I'll show you.
2: So in the late 90s, she had this cartoon character of herself and it disappeared from her. It was like bangs and mole. It was gone. It was gone for maybe 13 years. It was not seen uh i had it painted on these shoes and so as i'm walking away she's like the shoe the shoe darling come back so i I come back she said we must get a picture with the shoe like Laurent, Laurent, get his twitter we're gonna we're gonna tag him we're gonna post him we did a whole extra photo shoot she was obsessed with the shoe wow the photos never came out lo and behold at her christmas show four months later all of the merchandise was the cartoon
1: okay so you're saying you start you're saying you started a trend with her again
2: i'm saying i might have brought something back to attention that the fans remembered and were interested in that she had maybe thought people didn't care
1: you revived the cartoon
2: that's not the only thing i revived <laughs> We that. it
1: sounds like you stayed super coherent and had like a really good interaction that's awesome
2: yeah i was sober
1: <laughs> that'll do it but then i met her again okay
2: live with kelly at the time because um Michael Strayanna just left. And so the co host that day was um, Jussie Smollett. And
0: oh, what a moment.
2: (laughs) And my friend, uh, he was teaching Kelly's daughter voice lessons. He was a huge lamb. He invited me to come. And during a commercial break, Kelly Rip was like, come up. And Mariah is sitting there. And we got to talk to Mariah in her negligee. I was just going to say that (laughs) was when she was like
0: wearing a robe and like a nightgown.
2: Yeah. And she was like, I was like, I met you, and she's like, I remember you, the shoes. Where's my check? (laughs) Remembers me, the shoes? I
1: love that. (laughs) I love that.
0: She cares for people who care for her. That's really nice to know.
1: Yeah, she always puts her fans first.
0: (laughs) And you guys both have something in common, actually. You've both been huge inspirations for Arianka. She owes you a lot, because without (laughs) you, there would be no concept for the Thank You Next video. You know, the concept being girly ninety-nine to oh five. Let's talk about that.
2: Let's <laughs> the treatment for the two videos was very similar. Um and um, you know I mean it has over a million views.
0: We know that her gaze were watching.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's sometimes hard for people who don't understand Hollywood to understand how closely linked it really all is. Um, so I don't ever talk about this because i don't want people to be like you're crazy ariana Grande would never steal from you Um, right and i don't know if ariana even knows that that's what happened but i know there was a lot of people who saw my video when it came out and then i know three months later her video was exactly the same
0: two plus two is four that's all i know
1: (laughs) we'll just call it a grapevine of inspiration um on the record but i've seen the video I've seen both
2: videos
1: <laughs> we'll just
2: leave it at that <laughs> well yeah with like the 15 seconds of dialogue leading up and then like the one reference for the first verse and chorus and then the launching into a million little references and then breaking back into a spoken dialogue for 15 seconds in the middle and then launching back into a collage of all the references with little bloopers at the end a- who would have mm-hmm. thought same color palette too
1: but you know very curious. <laughs> yeah, hmm.
0: And that's like Mariah's most expensive music video. And your version looks exactly the same. Like the costumes, you have Bianca as Bianca. So when you found out that Mariah saw this, what was your reaction? Like, how did you? Because I would have melted into the carpet. Just a puddle.
2: I was very excited. Uh, I was a little disappointed because the message was delivered to me via Christopher Buckle. Like she never like liked anything or commented or tweeted. Yeah, and that
0: would have been something. Maybe
2: it was that I had references to Madonna and Christina Aguilera in the same video and she felt that she didn't. I'm I don't know. That's a good point. Hmm.
0: She would be that that petty, honestly.
2: You know, but <laughs> disappointing because. Yeah, I had done all that artwork leading up that was using the rainbow cover, which at the time, again, was not really being utilized. Yeah. And then suddenly they launched her Pride merchandise line two months later, um, using all the rainbow imagery.
1: (laughs) There is a pattern. Yes, Yes. I think
2: someone on her team follows me, so if they're listening now... You know, you can call me. I would love to talk <laughs> her. Right? Creative Honestly. director. I have other ideas. This one, I'm going to keep them to myself. Yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> when you covered Touch My Body for your EP, how does the permission for that work? Like, does she have to listen to that and tell you, yes, you can use it?
2: No, covers are really easy. Samples are hard. So if I just wanted to use like the piano part from Touch My Body on my song, that would be a whole ordeal in dealing with the label to clear a sample, you just get the mechanical license basically meaning that all of the money made from it goes back to the original people who own Oh, the- the-
0: that's what I was going to say. So it is so your bill. Bill who? It's you. If if that were, you know, if you were to sample it, that person is paying her bills.
2: Correct. Well, well samples, sample is crazy. Is crazy like if I was, I like, was oh, like, oh, I just, I just want... want the Tom Tom Club uh, Genius of Love sample, they might be like, you're gonna pay us fifty thousand dollars to use that, and then we own fifty percent of the writing. Oh
1: fuck,
0: Jeez. So. that's like that's that a lot. that song, um, Big Energy, that yeah, just yeah. came out. That clearly was like four years ago, probably made. And I'm thinking that the reason it just came out is because of something like that. Like, it probably cost them too much to get the sample, or it took so long to clear it. Because it sounds very 2018. Do you think so? Yeah, it just doesn't seem like it was meant to come out this, or last year. I feel like they sat on it for a long time.
2: Interesting.
0: I don't know, it just seems like that could have done really good, like, three years ago. What's her name? Lotto. Yes.
2: And she claims to be a lamb, right? I've seen she did your picture, but then she did an interview where she didn't apparently know that big energy shared the sample with fantasy, even though it says fantasy in the chorus.
0: Yeah, that's like the whole shtick of the song.
2: The, uh, there were lambs that were pissed. I don't know, but there were people that were pissed on the Internet. I know that
1: someone was confused (laughs) wow well so then
0: going back to your touch my body cover is the way that you like change the instrumental so that is how you're able to cover it without any issues
2: no because if you just covered it like tried to do like a really direct cover of it uh it'd be the same thing it's really just about the writing and keeping the melody the same not like doing too much with it also no one cares unless it becomes a huge sensation right yeah that's Mm. true Mm -hmm. because then they're like where's my cut correct no one cares (laughs) no one cares about me
0: i like your version it's very positive it's bubbly the like background music kind of reminds me of like side effects may include dizziness inability to speak or swallow and may cause blindness (laughs) or even death and i love it.
2: it uh I was in a very like smash mouth mood at the time that we did it. I was feeling like <laughs> that song, How Bizarre, um, I don't forget. Uh-huh. How Bizarre? How yeah. Bizarre. Song. Yes. <laughs> that was the vibe I was going for. Well, what
0: stopped you from including the Stop Singing My Part Now Baby ad lib? Because that could have been, you could have you thrown that one in there.
2: I don't know. I, just, I guess I didn't think about it. Remix. <laughs> we'll do that. I would do a full cover I would do a full like EP of Mariah covers Because I like reinventing them Because I think it speaks to how Well written the songs are Yeah Put them in a different format and it still work But she also doesn't show me any love And I'm getting getting a little sick In this one sided (laughs) relationship Um,
1: It (laughs) might take a full cover album To get something from her So maybe next year We'll all keep
2: tabs She would probably hate it i don't know i
0: think she would love it
2: i secretly think she hates me no Uh, there's no
0: way um in the end of your i hate la the song the little it's really cool and really interesting that is very um oh i thought she rapped or whatever
2: yeah i don't know they my headphones were just on and i just kept talking (laughs) because because my manager had heard that song and he was like it's too negative you need to explain to people that you don't actually hate LA, and so then at the end, I was like, I'm "Just kidding, I actually <laughs> love it. It's really cool." Little it's contrast. Weird. It's
0: another Mariah reference in the video with the Jeep and the fantasy. Beep beep. Toop, toop. I know. And then I also feel I, like the can't. I feel like the rain on the window can't take that
2: away. I was going to come clean Hillary Duff,
1: but <gasps> that's speaking my language.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was a Hillary Duff quality. girl. quality shit metamorphosis yes I love that album metamorphosis
0: butterfly it's all connected
1: yeah fifth grade me was obsessed and (laughs) recent me anyways
0: well what do you think it is about the average person that doesn't understand Mariah the way that you and I understand it it being the entity
2: that's like such a meta question because there's just never ever going to be a world in which everyone agrees on something that's true but if i had to make my case for mariah and why she's important in the music scene it so many i mean undeniably the introduction of hip-hop to pop right then she was really kind of ahead of the game in terms of merging these sounds, even just in the way that she used the Genius of Love sample for fantasy. At that point, really only rappers were taking older songs and then rapping over them, like Run DMC with Walk This Way. Tone Lok was doing it all the time. So Janet Jackson and Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis would take elements of songs and sample them, like the guitar lick in Rhythm Nation, but it wasn't just the production, right? Mm-hmm. So Mariah really was the first to just be, like, "We'll just play the track, yeah, and the I'm same. gonna sing this new song over it," which is now the most commonplace thing. For you know, we just talked about s- s- Lotto doing yeah. something. So he does it on half of the songs. It's mm-hmm.
0: Erica Banks has a whole career about that. Her whole album is that.
2: So Mariah's input as a producer and as a writer is like great. Yeah. It's just, it's just major. And I think people get caught up trying to compare her to Whitney Houston and they think they have to pick a side. Oh, and I yeah. think the fans are partially responsible for that war. But the war doesn't exist. They don't even do the same thing. Oh, yeah. No, not at all. It's, it's Mariah, apples and oranges. Right. Mariah writes her music. It's all about the, the sound, the background vocals, the, the full production. It's she cries when she sings. Whitney stood there and wailed. Mm-hmm. Someone's wailing. Someone's crying. It's two different sounds.
0: <laughs> we can't compare them. <laughs> Both emotional.
2: For, for sure.
1: Yeah. John, it sounds like you have a lot of respect for her musical talents. I'm curious if you have any opinion on why Mariah might have not gotten as much recognition as she deserves in terms of like awards and accolades. Because that's something we've talked about a lot. Do you think that there's this like, um, I don't know, some agenda to not give her the full recognition
2: she deserves?
0: Oh, like the Grammys? Like, yes. Yes. Grammys. Yes. <laughs>
2: yes. Specifically the Grammys. Well, the Grammys at one point in time time they were intentionally awarding artists who were lesser known or lesser sales they weren't if you were number one you actually had a less chance of winning the award because they wanted to be snobby about it yeah but then they couldn't book acts to perform at the show anymore who people wanted to watch so in the 2000s, it switched and they started awarding the most popular person. So I think part of Mariah's thing was she was the most popular. And I think part of it, though, was all these label executives are voting. And I'm sure they didn't all like Tommy Matola.
0: So oh, yeah.
2: They were fucking with them and being like, nah, Tommy's girl ain't getting this. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> now she... She lost pop vocal performance on a record from Emotions, the song Emotions, to Bonnie Ray It's something to talk about. Yeah, that and, makes sense. Uh, Bonnie Ray is fantastic and something to talk about is a wonderful pop performance. Of course. But Emotions is kind of like groundbreaking. Yeah. In terms of pop vocal performance. Hello. And the other one Britney Spears covered at her Vegas show and did well. She did do that, huh?
0: You know what yeah. cover I liked that she did that was random was the Alanis Morissette song
2: you ought to know yeah that limited limited run in uh in the circus britney
1: spears covered that yeah i need to hear oh yeah
2: live yeah live vocals from from our girl britney i need to hear that it was good britney's good nobody gets britney the like is she flawless perfect technical vocalist no but she's good yeah Yeah, i love her
0: i think she's great she's up there with mariah to me Can she sing? No, but lip sync.
2: I don't mind. I don't mind a lip sync. Yeah. I mean, I, but I think ready could sing if we, if they allowed her to just sing, I don't think she's singing. I don't, I don't know. In her, in her
1: range. I've seen some of those recent clips of her real voice kind of emerging. And (sighs) (sighs) there's there's something different in there. So if she had time to actually
2: use it, who knows what it would sound like. Well, yeah, kind of different, but if you go back to the first album and listen to soda pop, that's what she sounded like. Oh yeah. She
0: did do a lot of, (laughs) Oh
2: oh, (laughs) Oh. yeah. Here we go. Keep
0: on riding. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, back to Mariah. What do you think her biggest missed opportunity in her career has been?
2: Biggest missed opportunity? Yeah.
0: Like, where did she just miss the the mark? Yeah.
2: I mean, look, when they were editing Glitter, they could have cut a lot of time because the problem with Glitter was it was boring. The problem with glitter wasn't that it was horrible, and she was a horrible actress. And the whole, it was not that right. It was just boring. <laughs> so had they just cut some time and added some more scenes with Debrat, the movie could have been fine. That's a good point. The crime of glitter was that it was boring. Yeah, <laughs> um, and I think that in this, I don't know what she's going to do next, but I would love to see something new. Yes. And by new, I just mean something we haven't seen in a while. I
0: agree. I think, Maybe. yeah, we talked about that last mm-hmm.
1: week. We made some predictions she for wants, 2022.
0: She wants her to pull a share and do a like a home collection instead of music. She thinks she should just put the music down.
1: I don't think she should put it down. I think that she will likely start to incorporate more lifestyle products and brands as yeah. she ages. It's just what she will probably do because it's a smart move. And she's built such like this comforting matriarchal kind of like character with her lambs that I know people would eat up her lifestyle stuff.
2: Yeah, And people think she's glamorous. Yeah, yeah. they want to live like her. Uh, so I think also I was going to say pull a share, but in more in the idea of releasing a anthemic dance song like Believe, taking oh. a more like, you know, sh- the gays love her and she doesn't really play to them at all aside from in her interviews and i think it's maybe like okay girl just throw us a bone here
0: (laughs) well that could be because of what happened with the triumphant remix maybe she has something with that and she that's she's
2: like that was my bone to you and you guys fucked it so no she fucked that because they released the rapper version with the music video and then four months later released the remixes on iTunes with no promotion. Yeah, so that's no, true. Sh- we didn't fuck that. <laughs> Everyone who heard that Pulse remix loved it.
0: Yeah, it was good. It was It was damn good. It was.
2: The Chufu remix of Hate You that was the one of the official remixes mm-hmm. that never came out. Mm-hmm. Missed opportunity. Mariah For listening that was a great remix. <laughs> one of the best remixes.
0: That could have saved the Memoirs album in my opinion cuz I wasn't a fan of that at all no offense <laughs>
2: it's not my favorite on on any level but maybe angels
0: <laughs> advocate could have saved it it's
2: not, it's not my favorite on any level the writing the vocal the production the the imagery the, uh, nick cannon had too much of a hand in that one That's yeah
0: <laughs> it was like they just kind of sat in the room together and were like okay we're making we're not just making a song we're making the whole thing right now and, it was and like, when okay. they
2: did the 90s mariah imagery like the yeah that was her Britney Jean. If, I know, you're a Britney fan, you know. Yeah. Where they teased it as like, this is her most personal album. And then all of a sudden it was like, can't, like, I like Candy Blank, but it was like Candy Blank and Ribbon. Yeah. Like, mm. This is personal.
0: Mm-mm.
2: Like, you literally wrote a song about someone holding a knife to your throat in 1999, and this is personal. We're talking a about a ring pop there's a disconnect there <laughs> yeah, for sure a bit. <laughs> i'd rather be with you but you never tried to holla spend a couple million acting silly in milano boy hit your horn tomorrow yeah personal that that does still hit me in the right <laughs> spot. you know you want to hit it like the lotto and after that we can catch up like tomato i love this was- bravo wow I-, I know it was great but I know you said this is gonna be 20, 30 minutes something. Like, have you ever seen two real lambs go at it before?
1: <laughs> I just sit back and observe. I just take it in. It's a cultural experience <laughs> to see two lambs discussing Mariah things.
2: <laughs> For you as a non lamb, right? Mm-hmm. What is most interesting to you about her? I do love that
1: she is such a storyteller. Um, I've always really respected when she is raw. And she does sort of, like, stand up for herself in, in through her music. Yes. I love that. I also know a lot about her childhood and her history. All of that kind of stuff, like, behind the scenes of her life is what really gets me. I just like who she is. And I like her fantasy world that she creates to <laughs> most likely kind of extract her from the darkness that I know she's endured.
2: I love all of that. She also just loves this like hollywood i think she misses the old hollywood thing she, she tries to give it mm-hmm. yeah i pick up what she's putting down i don't think the general public does
0: yeah and that's what's funny about i think her opinion on it most people are like oh there's a couple songs i like but i just can't get behind i can't get past the person and it's like you're the opposite i you're like, like the
1: person and not really uh, the music yeah. as much
0: <laughs> it's
2: like oh that's so yeah. weird because <laughs> that's not normal i heard you guys review the tv show
1: oh yeah (laughs) see like i saw that as this like it this like social experiment kind of like peek inside the character of mariah sure that's what's interesting is like that is what she wanted us to see and like why is that what she wanted us to see
2: (laughs) (laughs) she was around questionable people at the time oh yeah well yeah yeah when it comes to like the managers and stuff, I think she tries to choose people who really allow her to have like full freedom, which is great. But I also think from a business standpoint, like she could be selling some more tickets if she was like willing to just like give a little bit on the artistic integrity. And like, you don't have to make th- the hottest hip hop album every three years. Like maybe just give us something stripped down and jazzy and I would love sing. that. Did you see Number One to Infinity?
0: Yeah, I did not see The Butterfly Returns, but I saw Number One to Infinity twice.
2: And by far, the best part of the show was when she did the rearranged version of Thank God I Found You. Yeah, I loved that. She could do that for an hour and a half, and that would be... Please, if someone on the team is listening, Mariah, you need to strip the songs down and take your time with them and sing them for us and let us listen to you sing.
0: Please. In that situation, she wouldn't even need a track because even if she misses a thing, it's still it's authentic and it's perfect and it works. And that's what she should be doing.
2: It supports her musicianship because it allows her to make adaptations and changes as she goes. Yeah,
0: and that's what I love. Yeah, her free flow, her ad lib.
1: Okay, John, thank you so much for joining us. You were the best guest to have on for our very first guest for on the Mean Mariah podcast. Where can people find
2: you? Well, I have an Instagram page. I'm at I am John Duff, and at I am John Duff is also my YouTube and TikTok.
1: And all those details will be in our description below. Until next time. Well, thank you. Bye, John. You. Bye.
2: Thank you. Uh, anyway, love you much, and um, I will holler back soon.